Copycat, let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. Jim Harbaugh spoke about recent happenings within the Michigan football program and looked ahead to next season. We share and discuss his most notable comments. Really looking forward to this month of June. I mean, that's uh, things really get cranked up. Everybody seems to be in a good place. Um, they seem regrouped and refreshed. It will be an important month on the recruiting trail for him and his staff. We've got the latest on that as well. Plus some Michigan basketball updates. That and more coming up on Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, good to be with you here uh, Monday morning, June 5th. Uh, been a little while since we've had a podcast, so uh, just first things first. How you guys doing, Aaron? How are you? I am well, enjoying the summer. It was a little warm last week, but I you know, can't complain too much. Ryan? I'm uh, I'm ready just to chill out a little bit now. I just had uh, my annual golf weekend this past weekend, and I woke up this morning, and I'm like, my body, I can barely move. <laughs> like, someone please carry me and lift me out of bed, because it was uh, a little bit stiff and sore this morning, but... Yeah, it's been uh, been pretty busy with, with some travels. I went to Disney over Memorial Weekend for the first time in I don't even know how many years. And that was uh, an experience as an adult that was completely different as a kid. And, uh, man, I'm sure that uh, that place makes a lot of money with uh, how much they charge for certain things. That's for sure. Yeah, wow. Disney Cruise, regular Disney World. We got this is uh, two thirds of the pot has been uh, heavy on Disney this these last couple months. Yeah, my girlfriend is a huge Disney fan. She has an annual pass and stuff and has been trying to get me to go. So I'm like, all right, I'll 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 check it out for uh, one day. And we went to, to Epcot and it was, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was cool. I mean, it's different than my typical usual vacations, but, you know, it was, yeah. Ashley flew back to Michigan. It was warmer in Michigan that week than it was in Florida. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And it was even hot this weekend golfing, too. But, hey, better than than snow. Yes, absolutely. Uh, all right, let's get into some uh, Wolverine news here. Uh, Jim Harbaugh spoke at football camp for high school players last week at Wayne State. Aaron, let, let's just go through some of the the important things he hit on and, and kind of discuss them. What what did he talk to you guys about afterwards? Yeah, before we even get into that, I, I just got to say Jim Harbaugh this summer, he just seems like a cool laid back dude. Like we've ta- I've talked to him now twice here in the last month. And there's just this vibe about him. And, and I think we've said that maybe last year, but you can tell the winning has kind of, um, you know, the success has kind of taken over. He seems like a cool, chill guy. He seems more relaxed than I've seen in years past. Uh, he seems like he's in a good place. I, I, I preface that because he spoke to us for almost 30 minutes, which is very rare for him, especially 
um, with with a larger group of media that he had had on Saturday at Wayne State University in Detroit. Um, so he, yeah, he gave us quite a bit. He told us a lot about the offense. He updated some some key guys. So we'll, I guess we'll get started. You know, we asked about you know uh, running back down, uh, Blake Edward Blake Blake Corum to start. Um, he says he's recovering. He's getting he's coming along very nicely. They expect him to be a um, full go in time for camp, um, which is a good thing. And it's all been in conjunction with the doctors. He's been uh, he's he's very coachable as a as a patient as he is as a as a football player. Uh, and he's he's getting uh, getting his conditioning back. It's much better now than it was a month ago. I anticipate that he's going to be even stronger and faster and, and better than he was before. They feel like they're in a good place. Um, you know, we we asked about the plan for those two running backs this fall because everyone, I think, wants to know how, the, how we're going to deal with those because, you know, we saw Blake average something like 20 carries a game last fall. Um, it doesn't sound like that's in the cards to, for, for this year, which I, I think is probably smart. Um, in fact, I asked how, how you know, Jim and the, and the coaching staff plan to manage him and Domin Edwards because Domin is on record now too is saying he wants more carries. He wants more of a, um, uh, a role. Um, so, you know, he, he told us he expects about 10 carries per guy. He expects a third running back to be involved. Obviously, that's TBD. Uh, we don't really know who that's going to be just yet. Um, they got a quartet of guys back there who I think could take over, and we saw saw some good things in the spring game, so we'll see there. Um, but another revelation kind of Jim mentioned was, you know, the, the passing game. I see this offense being a being a 50-50 run pass. I'm sure it will be, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they've yeah, that's important to point out. They've said that in the past. It'll be more more even. And we'll we'll see. I mean, this past year it was more lopsided than it ever has been or Jim Harbaugh. I double checked this morning, and there's there's in fact there's a story up at MLive.com right now, but they're almost like 61-39 last year in terms of a run pass split, which is one of the widest in the country. I mean, they're 120th nationally in in in, in uh, passing percentage. So um, he expects to be a little more even. He thinks they've got more weapons to go around. I think maybe that's where Donovan Edwards plays a bigger role this fall, maybe in the passing game. Nonetheless, he was pre- pretty open and and, and candid. I, I thought with some of the offensive uh, you know I- ideas floating around going into fall camp. I have a hard time believing that the Michigan will ever be 50-50 with, with Jim Harbaugh at the helm, especially when you have Blake Horm and Donovan Edwards coming back. Like If he's saying that he expects 10 carries each, there, there's no way. I mean, Blake was getting 20-plus almost every game, and he's back, and he was a Heisman Trophy contender last year. Yeah, so there's I, – I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, It's probably more of a recruiting ploy for some receivers heading into this big, important June month. But, yeah, I mean, especially with their cupcake schedule to start off, I mean, they're going to be trying to run out the clock in the fourth quarter in some of those games too. So maybe in Big Ten play they'll be closer to 50-50, but if it's any more than 55-45, I'll be surprised. I think it will at least be 55% running when you when you have those two guys in the backfield. And I don't think unless there's an injury, there'll be a third running back very involved. But I guess, I mean, it's only June, a lot can happen. But that's that was my first reaction when I saw or when I read Aaron's story. You know, that was my first reaction too when when he said that stuff. You know, it makes sense, right? Because they got all the, these offensive line, big beefy offensive line. They've got, I mean, the last years their success has been predicated on the run game, and I don't think they're obviously going to go away from that. But I think giving Blake fewer carries makes sense to me. I mean, he hasn't been healthy for a full season the last two years. Um, I, I think at times he was probably overused last year. 
and you've, and you've got a second back here in Donovan Edwards who says, hey, give me the ball more. And, and you can make the case maybe he made an argument that he deserves the ball more. And, you know, you got to remember, too, Blake almost left for the NFL this year. He would have left had he not get, gotten injured. And we know how much tread is on running backs and how much, you know, typically they go to the NFL, right? So I, I, I think if you're Jim Harbaugh and you're the Michigan coaching staff, you look at that and say, maybe we shouldn't put so much on Blake because remember, and, and Jim is on a record as telling Blake to go to the NFL after this past year, D- despite the injury, despite everything that happened at the end of the year, he told him to go. And I think part of that was Jim realizing, Hey, you know, Blake's shelf life is short here. So he should probably go and make money and everything else. Well, Blake's rebuttal to that was, well, I want to be healthy going to the combine. I want to be healthy going in the draft to try and get drafted as high as you can to make as much money as you can. So I don't know if they're going to lean on Blake as much as they did this past year. He's obviously going to get, you know, carry. He's obviously going to get the ball quite a bit in key spots, but I, I don't know if he's going to get the 20 carries we saw per game. I, I, I just don't. So I, I could see where the carries are more distributed. I see where Donovan fits in here. They've got options in the third back. I don't think third, third back's going to get 10 carries a game. That's probably unrealistic, but um, I could see where, you know, there's the, the ball is more spread out this year than it was perhaps last year. And I could see if you had like a stud receiver coming back or that you brought in, but I mean, it's it's a pretty similar group as last year and you lost Ronnie Bell, you lost Stumaker. So it's not like you definitely lost a decent amount of production there. And I mean, yeah, Cornelius Johnson's bad. Colson Loveland's probably going to emerge a little bit more, but and there's not like any one receiving target that you can rely on every game to like, Hey, he's going to at least get, eight to 10 targets. I mean, they've always kind of spread the ball with the receivers too. So if you can hand the ball off to, to Corum or, or Edwards, that's going to be the safer option. And especially with an offensive line, you're going to get five, four five, six yards uh, per attempt. So, I mean, what, why change what's been working, but we'll see. No. And that's like the biggest question mark to me, right? Like other than Cornelius Johnson, in terms of like a receiver, where, where else are they going to throw the ball? Um, they have really no other guy that kind of has shown maybe Roman Wilson, but uh, you know, I, He's got to stay healthy though, too, and yeah, stay consistent. Yeah, exactly. And there's so there's no reliable like person that's kind of like proven themselves or shown that they can be trusted. Now that doesn't mean there won't be an, an, a couple other guys. I mean, Darius Clemens, I think they're expected to make a. He's expected to, um, you know, uh, kind of develop and have a big season. Obviously, I think they'll probably use AJ Barter in the in the passing game. Colston, you mentioned Colston Loveland, and that's where I think Donovan Edwards steps up. I think he's probably going to get more targets too. But yeah, enough to make up for the loss of Ronnie Bell. Um, and then, you know, Andrew Anthony, AJ Henning, everything else. I, I don't know. And then not only that make up for the loss, but then make up more for it to make a 50, 50 split, like you said. So uh, it's going to be fascinating. I don't know how this offense is going to be. Um, I mean, obviously I think it'll be run heavy, but as much as it was last year, I, I don't know. Um, you know, you, we, we can poo poo Jim and everything else. And he said things in the past where you kind of scratch your head and say, I mean, you know, this is coach speak or that he's kind of blowing things up, but he's been, he's been, you know, he's been right in the past. I remember the the defense's past year. He thought the defense, you know, could, could have been better than it was in 2021. I think at the time, many of us laughed at him in reality, at least from a statistical perspective, Michigan's defense was better in 2022 than it was 2021. Yeah, well, for first caught coming from Harbaugh, and you know we kind of shut it down, or at least Zook, Zook does. Say, not not buying it. Uh, I don't know. You got two guys who who probably both deserve twenty plus carries, right? But uh, so it, it's a good problem to have, I guess. All right, what what were some of the other things Harbaugh hit on? I know we talked about uh, Shemi Shembeckler as well, and then kind of the 
the disaster that was that that hiring. Yeah, to his credit, he you know he he acknowledged it. He kind of took responsibility. He said, you know, we should have did a better job of vetting him. Um, Jim did did reveal that um, the HR firm that they used. Now he didn't name them by name, and I I never I didn't get a name from the PR staff or anything else. They have since been uh, let go. They're not using that firm anymore. They say. Um, in fact, a, a team spokesman says that the program actually, or at least the athletic department, uses two different um, HR firms to vet uh, hires and, and candidates and everything else. Um, either way, they dropped the ball, clearly. Um, you know, Jim acknowledged that. He said they should have done a better job of looking into his social media. You know, he, he made the comment, like, if 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 you know the public can find this in a day, then we should have been able to find it. Um, he said he was disappointed. You know, He's known the Schimbeckler family basically his whole life. He's known Shem for a long time. Um... And but there's no no sacred cows. I mean, it's not it's not who we are. It's not us. And you know he he was very disappointed. But like he said, there's no sacred cows. They're not going to hold on to someone who becomes a distraction or just something um, you know controversial just because you know they're they're friendly with the program. So uh, Jim, I think made he ultimately decided. I think he realized he needed to make the right move. They did. Um, they accepted his resignation, and and Michigan obviously moved on. We said this on the podcast. I think it was Ryan exactly, you know, said what Harbaugh said. Like, if this could be discovered online, like by people just typing in his name on Twitter and searching it, like, how did, a, you know, the, the company you paid to do just that, um, you know, not find it? So, yeah, that was, uh, that was that was not a good look, uh, but yeah, he he owned up to it, and and they've they've moved on. Um, all right, yeah. Anything else uh, from Harbaugh? I know we got some other football news, but what else that Harbaugh said? Um, you know, that kind of um, piqued your interest? Uh, I mean, that, those are the big topics. I mean, life is clearly good. I mean, they got a lot of momentum from a recruiting perspective. Jim seems to be um, in a good place. Uh, he complimented the coaching staff. He made he made a comment that he predicts four of his assistant coaches will become head coaches perhaps as soon as next year. Uh, he said, in fact, he, th- he thinks all of his assistant coaches currently on staff could eventually become a head coach. Um, so if, if we were to believe that to be the case, uh, we might be looking at a lot of uh, staff overhaul this time next year. Um, nonetheless, I mean, they, they've still got a season to go. Um, he's really happy with where things are at. Staff is doing great. He complimented Ben Herbert again. Um, things are rolling with Michigan football, despite some of the, you know, the, the off the field stuff. Yeah. When you won uh, two straight big 10 championships, beat Ohio state, both those years got to the playoffs, both those years. It, it's easy to see why he, uh, you know, would be in the mood he's in. Um, you spoke to Will Johnson too, uh, the you know the cornerback who really came on late for for Michigan last season as a freshman, um, and you know looks to to really take on a starring role um, this year. But he's he's been he's been sidelined this spring. Yes, he had a he had a procedure on his knee. Correct, uh, left knee, I believe. He had it scoped uh, er, er, late winter, early spring. He missed all of spring practice. There were rumors floating around that he wasn't participating, wasn't practicing. Uh, I did confirm that to be true. Again, there's a story at fmlive.com slash Wolverines uh, with a little more detail. Um, he spoke to us kind of after that camp uh, uh, Thursday in Detroit. Um, he, he seems in good spirits. He's walking around just fine. He said he was going to get back to running this past weekend. He expects to be full goal for camp, uh, expects to be able to play you know, uh, right away. Um, and I think it's needed. I mean, Michigan, obviously, he's their star corner. He's going to be their number one guy. Um, and with so much kind of unknown with the cornerback spot right now in terms of the, like the second starter, I think they 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 need him. I mean, he's he's clearly going to be one of their best defense defensive players. Um, really good playmaker in the secondary. He really came on last year. Um, but yeah, it, it, he said the injury was kind of wasn't something he suffered last year. It was something he's kind of been dealing with since high school. 
Uh, it was something he kind of knew about. He just wanted to get wanted to get fixed. So uh, it was just I guess he felt like it was the time. Uh, so it kind of it kept him out of spring. He said he he didn't practice at all. In fact, he was pretty much spent most of the most of the months of of March and April kind of in the weight room. He said he didn't even watch much of spring practice because he was in the weight room working out. So um, he, he looked a little bigger, looked more um, more. He put on some uh, some muscle, at least especially in his upper body. Um, but yeah, he's ready. He'll be ready to go. Uh, he expects to be full go for camp. And uh, you know, Michigan's got a question mark at CB two. Maybe we'll get into that some other point, uh, some other time. But it's there's a lot going on there, and I, I think uh, Michigan got some figuring out to do. Yeah, bottom line, Michigan needs Will Johnson to be healthy because I mean, I probably outside of JJ McCarthy, he's probably their most important player just because of the depth at that position. I mean, there's just so many unknowns behind them, and even at that cornerback two spot, like you said, and yeah, it's if if he's not fully healthy or can't go, that, that's a, that's a big hole to fill. One thing Harbaugh did not touch on at all, maybe it hadn't actually come out yet, or, or just you know wasn't asked of him was was uh, the schedule. We've got you know some some game times and TV channels for for some of these games that we didn't know already, including the first three. Um, you know, Michigan starts the season September second. Um, at home against East Carolina. That game will be on Peacock, the streaming-only service from NBC. Um, they're home throughout the non-conference, so the next two weeks they're home against UNLV. Uh, that one will be on CBS at 3.30, and then the next week against Bowling Green, um, 7.30 uh, p.m. Uh, on Big Ten Network. Um, we'll, we'll discuss as we get closer to the season, you know, that the, the schedule itself is for the second year in a row not good. Um, you know, the non-conference is, is pretty weak overall, although he's, East Carolina is decent. Um, but yeah, the, the kind of more interesting thing here is, is the channels and the, and the times. And, you know, this is the first year with this new contract with CBS and NBC and, you know, sure enough, they've got one on Peacock. Uh, and I, I, you know, I've got a lot of friends and family, uh, uh that are Notre Dame fans. Um, and I know they went through this, you know, the last couple of years with, you know, one of the Notre Dame's games being only on Peacock, uh, and it's going to anger some people, confuse some people, frustrate some fans. I know that you've probably already heard from some of them, um, you know, kind of wondering why there's going to be a Michigan football game on Peacock. Yeah, I, I think some fans are probably upset. Uh, for starters, you're going to pay for it. You know, folks don't realize or maybe they don't have streaming channels or whatever the case may be. It's a separate subscription itself. Uh, it's under the NBC uh, umbrella. But you've got to pay a monthly uh, rate. Of, I think it's four ninety nine. I think you can get a discount if you buy like a year or six months. Um, and there are some codes rolling, rolling around there. I saw one the other day. You can get like a full year for like nineteen ninety nine or something. So if you look around, you get you can get the cheaper rate. Nonetheless, you're gonna to have to pay in some regards or get get an account from a buddy or a friend or a, a, a you know a um, relative to watch at least the first game. Uh, it's exclusively on Peacock. It will not be on NBC locally. So I think some folks thought maybe it would be. Um, so you're gonna have to pay to watch. Um, it is important to point out. I mean, obviously, football games. There are there are a handful of football games on Peacock this year. I think there will be some basketball games on there as well. So it, it's going to become part of the regular rotation in, in, in some regards. Um, I know Michigan State's marquee non-conference game this year against Washington is going to be on Peacock exclusively as well. So um, get used to it. It's the kind of the nature of the beast, so to speak. The Big Ten Inc. Day seven year. $7 billion TV rights agreement uh, this past summer, as everyone probably knows by now. Part of that with NBC and part of that is with giving you know Peacock exclusive games. So Michigan will start on there. They get a night game with Bowling Green. It's kind of become, it seems like it's become a kind of regular thing now. They, it seems like the last couple of years they've had a 
one of their non-conference games has been a BTN night game. Uh, that is, again, the case this year with uh, with Bowling Green in uh, week three. What the heck else is on Peacock besides these random sports games? Like, I wouldn't even know like what else you can watch on Peacock besides uh, the Michigan game coming up. I don't know. I assume it's where they house their, um, you know, their shows, their 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 you know popular shows that you know you can watch and uh, you know after the fact. And yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know much else about Peacock, but uh, doesn't sound like I'm missing out on much. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew hit it. It's a lot of like NBC. I don't have it, but I know people that do. It's a lot of NBC uh, sitcoms, and I know that obviously sports and a lot of Notre Dame's on there. I think Premier League soccer is on there. Uh, they do, I think, hold the rights for WWE. So you pro wrestling fans, you can watch your the pro wrestling libraries on there. Uh, so they do have stuff. Um, I don't know if it's as like exhaustive as like Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever the case may be, but. Yeah, I mean, this was inevitable. It'll take some getting used to. There'll be some complaining, and then and then you kind of move on. Um, you know, there's there's that night game against Bowling Green. You know, prime time game. I think it's like it's been a few years now where these prime time games. It's prime time in in the literal sense. You know, not not in the figurative sense at all. Um, I mean, you had Hawaii last year, Middle Tennessee State. You know, uh, recently, like it's just become the trend now for Michigan to have one of its non conference games. In prime time. Now, some years that was, you know, not too far ago. That was that was Notre Dame, uh, whether home or away. So that that kind of fit the bill a little more for for prime time. But um, yeah, these other years, it's just been one of the games. Um, so for recruiting, it's all for recruiting purposes. So you get these guys that play early on Friday or late Friday nights, or you can get them up on visits for for a game on a, on a Saturday night instead of them having to get up super early in the morning. And they always try and market one big recruiting weekend game and it and it's a non-conference game typically for for guys to visit but i mean sucks for us but you know it, what's what's better than hanging out with uh your co-workers until 3 2 3 a.m in, in the press box it, it's good for tv too like the network, exactly it's yeah. tv that they, they like isolating uh, folks don't realize like the more you can isolate one game to go up against less competition the more you can maximize audience and and that's a big reason why like typically you know deck at 10 years ago this game wouldn't have flown like uh, at night like people like it wouldn't have been such a big deal but now there's so much so many games on tv so many games especially in the early noon and 3 30 windows that's why you're starting to see more and more games go to prime time because historically there were only a hand of one or two of them. And and now it's become like four or five and six. They're trying to maximize audience. That's what it's all about. Then why are all these big 10 teams crying about having to play night games in November? Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't want to do it. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, right. That's, that, that's the other thing. So, I mean, I, I have heard from fans. I mean, it, it does make more sense if you're going to have the night games to have them in September, Um, you know, in Ann Arbor where it's, you know, I mean, heck, sometimes those noon or three thirty games can be can be hot um, early in the season. So to have have it at night is, is better than November. Now, obviously, they're not having this just instead of the November or late October games. It's become in addition to. Um, but so be it. I, I think well, what were the other games we learned? We already knew Ohio State was noon and on Fox. Um, but I think we got the the Rutgers game. Yeah, the the Rutgers, the first home game is, is noon, and then yeah, Penn State. Um, noon at, at Fox that's at Penn State um, November 11th uh, so still waiting on um, you know about half the games but uh, yeah we've got a little more little more information on the on the football schedule all right 
Zook, you talked about recruiting and, and how it can be uh, it's, a, it's a big deal, the, the, that night game in September. Um, but this month of June is an important one for the football program, I guess. You know, tell us why and, and kind of what's what to expect here uh, on the recruiting front. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's officially official visit season. So so prospects in the 2024 class can go to now as many programs as they want and, and the schools will pay all their fees and all that stuff for, and their trips to, to come visit and check out the program, get to meet some of the current players, other recruits, interact with the coaching staff, tour the facilities. It's really just a, a, an all-access look to inside the program. And, I mean, Michigan typically does a pretty good job, especially in the in these uh, summertime visits because, yeah, it, the weather's nice. It's, coaches aren't as stressed out during the season. They're out, they have more time on their hands to be able to um, really build these relationships with these players. And it's it's going to be a busy month. Every weekend they're going to have visitors. This this past weekend was actually their, their lightest uh, visitors list with just, uh, I think, four official visitors, a um, couple, uh, couple edge guys, a couple twins too, um, the Smith twins. Um, one of them's already committed, actually. Um, G- Gerard Smith is a four-star defensive lineman in, in Michigan, still working on his brother, twin brother, uh, Jared Smith or Jacob Smith, sorry, who uh, would be a nice edge addition to the to the to the list. So I, I would assume they that Michigan's going to get a few guys this month. I, I was speaking with Bryce Marriage of the Michigan Insider here last week, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm probably expecting three or four, but I wouldn't be surprised if six guys end up pulling the trigger because they have 17 commits right now, and." Spots are filling up and, you know, the launder, some of these guys wait if they're on the fence, they might not have a spot when, when they're ready to make a decision. So that might put some pressure on some guys to, to make a decision maybe earlier than they like. But if you want to join this uh, class and when it, I mean, it's a top five class right now, I think it was number two when I last looked, that's uh that's a lot of momentum and, and guys want to be a part of it. And they might they might have to is and they're in, in missions in contention with a lot of top guys. So we'll see what happens. It'll be a busy month. Um, and yeah, I mean, stay tuned to, to see what happens. But I would definitely expect a few commits to, to come down this this month. Um, among the notable um, visits over the weekend was Josh Wallace, uh, transfer portal DB from UMass. Uh, and that would be for this season. Uh, we talked about the need at cornerback and he, he certainly could provide that. I think he visited Thursday and Friday. He had other visits lined up, um, but he's certain uh, Michigan certainly uh, in in the running for him as well. Yeah, another guy that, that was just here this past weekend too was Jordan Ship, uh, f- uh, three star wide receiver. I mean, he's teammates with five star quarterback commit Jaden Davis and uh, uh, Channing um, Goodwin as well. Um, so a four star receiver. So I mean, if the, Michigan can get three guys from the same school in the same class, that'd be pretty impressive. And yeah, I mean, as we know, Jaden Davis, Michigan's first five-star quarterback recruit since JJ McCarthy. I mean, if he could come in with two of his high school receivers and already have that chemistry, chemistry built in, um, you kind of got to like that. So we'll see what happens, but no news as of yet, as far as new commitments, but it, it could come down at any time. All right. And then, yeah, I feel like this, the same with uh, the Michigan men's basketball program, they'll be, they'll be adding some, some talent here in the near future. You you would think they they've got to do it. They've got uh, you know, they still got those three open scholarships, um, and they 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 don't want them to go unused. Um, you know, they need help. This team needs um, probably another another big man, another true center, Terrace Reed Jr. Um, you know, rising sophomore is the is the only one on the on the roster right now. Uh, they need some backcourt scoring help probably. Of course, lost 
Kobe Bufkin and, and Jed Howard, um, you know, not to mention Hunter Dickinson. So their top three scorers from last year, um, you know, Tennessee forward uh, Olivier uh, Kamwa uh, is in the mix. He's visiting or visited already, um, but he's got other visits too. Um, but he's a, uh, you know, he he's in play to help in that front court. Um, Zion Pullen, a guard from uh, University of California Riverside, um, you know, put Michigan in his in his top five, and you know, is hoping to to visit. Uh, and and there's others who are possibilities as well. So um, yeah, this is going. This is just kind of the new the new normal as far as you know roster construction going now into June. You know, it's like just looking back at all right, what was I what was I writing about? You know, this time in in previous years, and usually already looking ahead to the next year as far as recapping the the guys who were on the team last year, what what they need to bring, you know, what they need to improve, you know, for for the next season. But and you can't can't really do that yet when you know when the roster isn't even set. So um, yeah, usually the the freshmen, in this case, there's only one, but you know, would arrive is going to arrive later this month. Um, you know, and they start their summer workouts, but do not have a, a a full roster yet. You know, as Phil Martelli, you know, told me weeks ago, like, um, you know, after, uh, you know, Caleb Love decommitted, like the roster you see right now, the the players that are listed on on the Michigan roster, that that's not the team we plan on going into next season with. So there's still still work to be done, and we'll we'll keep an eye on all that. Um, but stay tuned to mlive.com slash Wolverines for updates on all of this and more. Thanks for listening.